Hi, I'm Justine Elliott, creator and host of What The Am I Doing and Other Questions, a podcast for therapists. Join me and special guests as we chat about the ins and outs of therapy practice. Remember to follow us on Instagram at What The Am I Doing Podcast and subscribe to get notified of all of our future episodes. Welcome everyone to our next episode of What the Am I Doing and Other Questions. I'm your host, Justine Elliott. I'm back again with Makayla Cleary, who is a registered provisional psychologist um, and working full-time at a local private practice in Edmonton. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm excited again to have you on. And um, if you missed our first episode together, we we dove into the topic of self-care for therapists, which um, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's it's wonderful. I think you gave us lots of great tips and tools. So if you're looking for you know a conversation on that, definitely check that episode out. Um, but today we're diving into something totally different, and that is working with children as therapists you know, both of us work with kids, but tell us a little bit about, you know, what brought you to want to work with kids in, in, you know, as a therapist, what, what made you decide to do that? Um, well, I was born and raised in a small town, just in Jasper, Alberta, and the resources there for you know, children, teens, when it comes to mental health, like it was almost non-existent. Mm. Like we didn't have any school counselors. We had a couple of social workers who worked in, in the town and they were amazing. But I just recognized the the need for that kind of work. Um, I also just really love working with kids, and I think they're they're so funny and they're so fun, and I just I love the work that I do with them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different, isn't it, than working with um, adults and 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 even you know, sometimes teenagers kind of lean a bit more kind of like adults, but kids, yeah. kids are fun to work with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're so honest too. They are. <laughs> Which I is know, sometimes they're... great, but <laughs> yeah, they're very straightforward. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was your own experiences. It sounds like growing up in, in a small town with, with not a lot of resources for, for kids in terms of mental health that, you know, really drove your interest in this. Yeah. Yeah, and I also worked for the Edmonton Catholic School District before getting into grad school, and I was a behavioral therapy assistant, and I got to work with kids from all different kind of backgrounds with different exceptionalities, things like that, and I really loved kind of the the mental health side, and although I wasn't really able to, to practice from that side in that capacity, it just kind of reinforced the fact that that's where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, so. Right. Yeah. 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 I found I, I, I kind of had a similar path where I started, I think at, I just started in like a daycare when I was in my undergrad and, and then, you know, experiencing, you know, some of the challenges of just the kids in the daycare was, you know, it kind of sparked this interest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now, you know, obviously we both work with, with children and and I think we both work with with adults as well. We kind of have a bit of a blended practice. Um, and you know, I find 
kids are wildly different than working with adults. Yes. <laughs> Therapy, like there is, there's so much, you know, that's different and challenging and, and um, unique about that. Um, and, you know, I find it often difficult to um, kind of relate. Like if somebody else doesn't work with kids, there, there's often some things that are just unique to that field that, um, you know, I think a lot of times when we come together, we're like, yeah, I don't understand that either. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else is going on with that. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, I guess I'm curious, like, what do you find as the most challenging part about working with kids as, as a therapist? Um, there's, there's two things that I find to be pretty challenging. One is just the different dynamics with, uh, you know, different families. So whether or not, um, you know, they have a guardian or they have two parents or there's, you know, divorces, separations that can kind of make things a little bit more complex. So there's a bunch of moving parts when working with children whereas you know when you're working with an individual it's a lot of the time just working with that individual Um, and then the other kind of more challenging part is wondering if you're doing enough or if you're making a an impact because a lot of it is just you know playing and talking about feelings and kind of going with the flow of what the child is needing wanting and wondering if you know that's hitting the mark if it's reaching the goals that parents have but also reminding yourself you're working for the child right so yeah yeah kind of again that idea that they're like you're working in a system when you work with kids right yeah yeah well and I definitely relate to you on both of those things I think you know when you I I recently heard from a training that I did that you know this idea that when you work with like an individual you can kind of think of it as like, it's only one hour's worth of work, right? You sit down and do therapy with them, or, you know, maybe you're doing a letter or something, but it's relatively straightforward. Whereas when you work with a child, um, the way they thought about it in in terms of the way they scheduled it was it was double the amount of work compared to working with like an adult or an individual. Um, yeah, yeah. Would make sense. I mean, between connecting with parents or guardians or, you know, other supports and, um, yeah, just trying to make sure that you're doing all of these ad- additional pieces to seeing the child directly. Yeah. 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 Well, and then even that whole idea of, yeah, like, am I doing enough with, uh, with a child? Because it is, it's different and it's not so easy to kind of quantify, I guess, when you work with kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a good point too. You're not necessarily getting feedback as to whether or not goals are being achieved from from the child mm. so they might say you know I had a lot of fun today or they might be excited to be there but whether or not things are kind of happening outside of the office with regards to maybe goals that parents have um, it's, it's hard to tell just from the child so talking with you know the family unit is super important in that case too yeah 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 well and I find it it interesting just how it's often a balance like kind of what you see in the child like what the child's needing or or is even willing to go towards right mm-hmm. I, I know and you might have experienced this as well like sometimes all parents be like hey I want you to focus on this and I'm like you know we're not there yet like the, yeah. the you know your kids coming into sessions and they're not you know they're not interested in diving into that or that's really a difficult subject for them to feel comfortable you know yeah. getting to um and that can be a hard balance right 
Yeah. Uh, we're dealing with the expectations of the kiddo and what they want to talk about, maybe what they're comfortable, but then also kind of managing the pressures and expectations and the needs of the parents too, and kind of finding a, a middle ground between both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And blending it both together just somehow. Cohesive you know? <laughs> unit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I use a lot of, um, and I, and I think you do as well. It's a lot of play therapy techniques and, and tools. And I know, and, and this is a continuous challenge for me because, um, you know, I've done a couple of trainings over the years with play therapy and, and I'm doing some supervision with it, but that style of working play therapy <laughs> as a whole is very different from like talk therapy and working with adults or even teenagers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you feel that way as well. And yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost find it's like, I learned how to do talk therapy in like grad school and like through my, my practicum and like my experience and then play therapy was an entire other thing. And it was yep. like totally different. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause I find a lot of times that question comes up for me, like, am I doing enough? you know, what, what should I be doing right now with this child, you know, in this room, you know, is this enough just to track and reflect the play, you know, is there more here that I should be doing? Yeah. Right. Also letting, especially in the first few sessions with the child to get it, letting them get comfortable and things, just having them play kind of builds up that rapport and that connection and kind of their, their safety in that space. But then also wondering, you know, should I be asking more questions or should I be, you know, doing this kind of approach or incorporating this in a way that's helpful without wanting to, to push them too far, have them, you know, wonder why this strange person's trying to play Barbies with them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because from like the child's perspective, I mean, we're, we're kind of weird. Like, you know, when yeah. you think about like, <laughs> they come yeah. out this strange adult who is very open to playing with them and wants to play with them who is kind of like tracking their movement around a room right Mm -hmm. like you know I I think it's a I mean even as a as adults I mean therapy in itself I think is a unique experience and different than any other thing you can go through but yeah for kids it's kind of funny to think about their perception of it right yep yeah 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 well, and I find it, it, it is so hard to just, you know, blend what parents want, what kid needs or wants, and like what I should be doing as a therapist, what's going to be helpful. How do I blend that with like, even like an age appropriate technique or tool to use with them. Right. Um, yeah. Which can be so hard. Cause I find sometimes I'm like, this is a great worksheet. And I'm like, for an adult who can, yeah. <laughs> understand it right yeah or you, you plan all these different like games or things to do with a child you say like here are your options what do you want to do today and they pick the complete opposite thing and you're like cool <laughs> let's do it let's go yeah 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 well and it's hard sometimes to you know balance that that like how much do you as the adult and the therapist in the room direct and how mm-hmm. much does that child and that client get to direct that work um, which is, I think, a hard with kids because I think sometimes with like adult therapy, we we might feel, or I definitely feel more comfortable allowing that the client to direct it, yeah. right? 
and they will tell me what they need. Whereas, you know, with children, I find sometimes it's like, oh, but this is not going with anything we want to work on, right? (laughs) Or it doesn't feel that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doing that kind of direction and session with a child too, like there's also that resistance. So like, no, let's work on our pizza breathing or let's kind of do this activity. And they just say, no, No, I'm not going to keep pushing you towards doing something if you don't want to do it. But what else do we do? Yeah. 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 It's a weird position I think to be in, you know, as a therapist, because you're kind of middleman in a, in a weird way at times between parents wants or needs or guardians kind of goals and stuff. And, yeah. and then what the child is actually signaling or, or willing to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I find that it, it can also get tricky when you're working with families, when there's multiple children in the room too. Mm-hmm. Um, one will want to read the story with you and the other will want to do the complete opposite thing so that's kind of a challenge too yeah yeah oh that would be tricky right and then there's probably sibling dynamics and you know (laughs) the whole gamut it's great (laughs) you can really get a good picture right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know, I'm curious, like, how does that just the challenge of working with children and, and all of the questioning and, and just the uniqueness of it, like, what does that do for you in, in terms of your perception of yourself as a therapist? Like, how does that kind of impact you um, as a therapist? Um, obviously, a lot of self, self-doubt comes up, especially if, you know, I'm playing in the sand tray or if I'm playing with them and I'm like, you know what? I went to school for, for eight years and I have all these tools and these things that I want to use and am I doing enough? And just constantly wondering, you know, I, I find that this happens with other clients, whether they're adults or teens or mm. you know, whatever, but that constant, like, am I doing enough? Mm. Am I giving them enough of myself and holding that space and giving the skills that are necessary? Um, so that's definitely a big challenge, but I find that, you know, my, my supervisor is, certified in working with families and, and children so um, that's kind of a topic of conversation that we have during our weekly supervision is you know I dealt with this child and these different things that I did could I have done more or what could I do next for you know, next time um, but then you have those days where like the child comes in and the the parent is saying you know I'm seeing all these things at home and there's so much progress and you know you get that side or the the child is really engaged and really enjoying what you're doing so it's definitely a give and take but the benefits kind of outweigh that self-doubt for the most part yeah it almost is like it it kind of is like a I find it's like a sigh of relief when I get that (laughs) I I think there's a lot of doubt of just that question we keep talking about like you know am I doing everything I can am I doing enough you know especially when you're working in, in sort of a play therapy style, it's not always as like clear cut, right. Um, or you don't get that feedback and, um, yeah, when you finally reach that point where, where a parent comes in or a guardian comes in and says like, yeah, we're noticing some things happening or, you know, this, this, you know, issue has not resolved. Um, it's so rewarding, right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, bringing up that idea of, of, I think supervision can be a huge, support with um with I think any type of you know being a therapist right you know having a mentor (laughs) you know a supervisor is fantastic but 
especially someone who maybe has, has walked through the steps of working with kids and families, right. And, and maybe has seen some of these scenarios before, um, who's able to really validate and, and give you some ways of working through it. Yeah. Kind of some step-by-step, like, you know, if this comes up next time, maybe try this. And then if this doesn't work, try this. And it, I find that I like to work based off of kind of a structure, kind of a, a plan of attack. So that's really helpful. Yeah. 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 I know when I've, I've done, I, I'm still doing supervision, especially regarding play therapy is I find it just so valuable because it's mm-hmm. amazing just to, um, even when I record a session and let's say we're viewing it together, you know, just being able to hear that feedback and sometimes it's like, even just that reassurance, like, okay, that was actually a good move. I'm like, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> good for me. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you need that, right. Because that, I think that helps keep you moving through the, the, the therapy process with that client, but also just as a whole, right. Of, of understanding how that therapy works and how that can look like in the room. And yeah, yeah. this comes up with a lot of clients, but like, you can't fix what you don't know. So if there's some technique or some kind of approach that I don't know about, I can't really fix or adjust my practices unless I, I get some feedback. So it's definitely yeah. invaluable for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, we've kind of talked a bit, we kind of went into a bit of like how supervision is so helpful with all of yeah. this. <laughs> I guess I'm curious, like what else have you found to be helpful when you work with kids, like what, what has helped kind of deal with the self-doubt or, or deal with just that big question of like, am I doing enough? Is, is there any kind of suggestions you have? Yeah. So one of the, the big things that I really enjoy is using books during therapy because then you can kind of do check-ins with the child. What do you think this person's feeling or what did the to- story tell you or is there aspects of this that maybe come out in, in your own life? So that kind of approach is definitely helpful. Um, I also find that doing check-ins with the parents, either before or at the end of session, just to see how things are going. Um, because like we've, we've spoken about, we can't really see what's happening at school or at home or, you know, at soccer practice, those kinds of things, um, unless we're getting that feedback from, from parents. So doing those check-ins, um, kind of assessing goals like has this been achieved is there something else that we need to work on and kind of doing it more as a collaborative and holistic approach mm. is super helpful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I find the touching base with parents or, or guardians can be so helpful just to kind of get get that information or share you know a bit around like what's happening in the room and um, yeah yeah be able to kind of kind of hold on to something right like even using books or something to kind of get an idea like what's what's going on for this child or, or how are we progressing um through this process right yeah at our office too something that I really appreciate is we do an initial parent consult before we even meet the child so we get to kind of walk through all the intake with parents kind of see what they're seeing and then kind of do a similar thing with the child too just so it's not you know five minutes let me take your child and try to figure out what to do Um, I know that in in some practices in some kind of places you don't get get that privilege of meeting with parents and kind of getting a a whole 50-minute session worth of information that can be beneficial for 
not only the child, but for you as the practitioner as well. Right. Yeah. 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 I know that that's what we do as well at, at the place I work at. And it's just so helpful just to like, even touch base with those parents right off the, the bat or, you know, get that rapport built so that, you know, during those 10 minute check-ins at the end, you already kind of each have an understanding of each other and, and are able to really, um, yeah, speak to all the things that you learned in that very first consultation or that initial session. Yeah. And that's a good point to then having that relationship with the parents because it's it's their child. You want to make sure that they trust you and they feel comfortable so that, you know, if things come up or you do have suggestions, it's not coming from a stranger. It's coming from someone who you have a bit of a relationship with. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause I find so much of, of working with children is working with with parents, guardians, the family, like the, it's, yeah. it, you can't avoid it, right? Like it's, it's not just them. And, uh, you know, it's again, that idea that we're working within a system and sometimes that makes the work, you know, I wouldn't say easier, but just, you know, better in a way that we're, if we're able to give like a, a parent or a guardian, some strategies or tools that can be so helpful instead of trying to just do that one-on-one with the child. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they come in, like even once a week for one hour, right. That that's not a lot of time for them to uh, be practicing or, or learn those things. Right? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your uh, insights and and conversation about working with children. I know, you know, I feel very similar. It's a, it, it's unique. It's a challenge, and and I think, uh, you know, I, I think our listeners will appreciate just uh, relating to that. Um, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I know, you know, you know, from being on this podcast before that we finished with the same question, which is, you know, what is your advice for the world of therapists? So. I guess, what is your advice for the world of a uh, child or play therapist? What, what would you kind of recommend for our listeners? Yeah, kind of tying back to my advice from the last podcast is just that wiring for connection. So, you know, that constant question of, am I doing enough? Sometimes just being in the room and being that safe and supportive person for that child mm. is more than enough. Mm. kind of modeling to them you know that they have someone who's in their corner when maybe they're in a situation where they don't feel like that at home or at school um, and kind of just being there to support them that's the number one thing and kind of anything that kind of springs from that is is a bonus but being there is a lot yeah oh I think that's such a good reminder yeah thank you all right well, thank you, Michaela, again, for, for coming on and, uh, you know, joining me for another episode. Um, you know, I know our listeners and, and I truly appreciate all of your, you know, wonderful insights into, into this topic and, and even the one before. So thank you again. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, thank you to our listeners who are logging on for another episode. 
uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram at what the am I doing podcast and subscribe to get notified of all of our future episodes.